your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And for today, we will get to our poll for the season grade for Philip Grubauer for last year. We are going through the Colorado Avalanche roster alphabetically, putting it up on Twitter for a day, and you vote. So we will get to that later on. We will also get to some different sites, some different hockey sites, and their mock drafts and see who they have the Avalanche selecting at 25. Uh, And it's pretty interesting. And we will also hear from Gary Bettman. There's a, uh, he was on Sirius XM Canada and there's a, uh, about a two minute clip that I took um, and him, the emphasis was talking about next season. So we'll get to all of that fun stuff, but first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, L O P N underscore avalanche, follow on Instagram, search for locked on avalanche. And send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. All right, so let's get to that Gary Bettman clip first. Uh, I'll play it. Like I said, it's just like a two-minute clip. And the emphasis is on what the league plans are for next year, which you will find out very early. They don't know what those plans are yet. They haven't talked. Well, I'm sure they've talked about it, but not in detail of sitting down at a round table and hammering out all of the plans. So um, I want to play that for you now. And then on the end of it, come back and, and kind of discuss some of the, the things that he said. So here is that. Uh, it's about two minutes. And here is Gary Bettman on Sirius XM Canada, their hockey station. I don't know what we're going to do yet, but we are focusing on what the issues are. And when we know more about how those issues either get resolved or are left unresolved, we'll be in a better position to announce what our plans are and what the contingencies are. That exercise is going to require a few more weeks, uh, but we're intent upon playing the 2021 season. My goal would be to play a full season, regular season, and then go into normal playoffs. But again, while that's our goal, our objective, and I think we can do that, uh, we need a little more time to, to work on the planning, and that's something that uh, we're going to be doing in conjunction with the players again. Uh, I actually spoke to Don Fear earlier today. Uh, he's going to put together a group of players, and we're going to have a dialogue like we did for this return to play. Uh, so, yes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And I said this in my media veil, how we start doesn't necessarily mean how we end because we will be flexible enough to adjust. If it turns out that we can't play with fans initially, but we can open up our building, some or all of them later on, then we'll deal with that. My preference isn't to play all summer again. Yeah, eventually we'll get back to October. We just don't know when that'll be for for obvious reasons. By the way, hopefully sooner rather than later. I, I know this is a hard time for everybody, both emotionally, worrying about health and safety, economically and you know we have the world's greatest fans 
and we want to make sure anything we do is helpful to our fans and uh, engaging in terms of how they'd like to be connected to NHL hockey. And so that's why all of these things have to be considered. And, you know, you said it right. We don't know what the world's going to be like. When will our buildings, as a result, be open as they used to be? Because, listen, one of the things we terribly miss, the fact is our players, our game, gets an incredible energy from our sold-out buildings every night. It's part of what makes NHL hockey the best in-person sporting experience. And so we miss our fans terribly. All right, so it might be a quick 2-minute and 15-second clip, but a lot to unravel there, and he kind of gave a a good amount of information. Right off the bat, first thing he says is, they don't know what they're doing yet. They they don't know what how next season is going to look. And I get that. And they say he says they need a few weeks to figure it out. You know, you have a draft coming up and and he's heavily involved in that, the planning of that, and this is going to be an odd draft. You have to make sure this goes off without a hitch. Other sports have done it the way the the way that football did it uh virtually. I thought was fantastic. I wish we could do that every year. I don't want to see these rowdy, obnoxious fans, you know, just going apeshit the entire time. Um, but I get it. It's a fan event, and that that's never going to happen. As soon as you can get fans back into the, the mold of things, you're going to do it. But they have to make sure that this this draft goes off without a hitch. So fine. He, his efforts right now are focused on... Getting this draft in, it runs smoothly, they get it done with, then they go into free agency. And then he can sit down, like he said, they're going to need a few weeks before they can figure out what the heck they're going to do next week. Or next week, yeah. What the heck they're going to do next year. It's going to take them a few weeks before they can even sit down and do that. He made it clear he wants a full season. Uh, they they don't want to play, he, what, how did he say? He goes, you know, we they don't want to play into summer again. I don't think anybody wants that. That's not hockey time, you know, and it might spill over a little bit next year into the summertime, but I don't think anybody wants, you know, the the Stanley Cup finishing end of September again. People want the hockey season to start right now. That That's a hockey season. I think because of everything going on, everybody would be a, f- a little bit forgiving, and if this carries over into july or something like that and that's when you you finish it okay that that's that's not too far off from when the season would have ended anyway so i think that's okay so the biggest thing obviously well what he did say was uh you know obviously they want fans back in the building but he said you know how the season starts is not necessarily how it will end so if they have to start the season with no fans so be it. That's what they have to do. You know, as soon as the NHL can get it to where they have fans in the building, they're going to put fans in the building, but they're going to do it safely. I think we've established the NHL will really take precaution at every level when they're planning these things out. At least I think they've been granted that thought the way that they handled bubble hockey. So I don't think they're going to rush fans back. But like he said at the very end, he only touched on it and just said economically we have to really look at things. 
if the if the NHL goes another, uh, uh, I don't want to say another, a full season with no fans, how are they financially stable? I mean, the gate and ticket sales and concession sales and beer sales and everything that goes on and merchandise sales, you cannot. I don't know how you can feasibly do an entire season and not have any of that stuff. You got to get really creative to make up that money. And the other thing that suffers is the AHL. You know, I talked to Kyle Sullivan. Everybody knows Kyle. Uh, he he's he's kind of he's very worried. <laughs> uh, I, I'll have him on again. He hasn't been on in a couple of weeks, and I can let him kind of describe what he's thinking about it. But he's got to make a very good point. <clears throat> the AHL is going to suffer worse than the NHL. AHL relies heavily upon gate and ticket sales. So, you know, is it economically feasible for the NHL to do an entire season with no fans? I don't know how they do that. So there's a lot to get figured out. You know, he talks about the energy from the fans. That is very real. That's real in any sport, especially hockey. You know, you get a, a team that starts swarming and, you know, they're they're on a, a power play and, you know, they, a goalie is pulled. Those are moments where the fans have as much as an impact as anybody else. And I think everybody's okay with doing the, the season, the way that it finished up this time with no fans. It was odd. You got used to it. But nobody wants that to become the norm. So there's a lot to figure out here. And... They did it once. We got to see how they do it again. And uh, hopefully we have hockey sooner rather than later. So, all right. We'll take a quick break and then we will get to some of these mock drafts from around the internet. But before we get to that, we are going to get to Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is the great tasting energy nutrition bar. For the health conscious guy and girl, lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they are great for people on the keto diet. So you can head over to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code locked on and you get $10 off of your next order. And I've mentioned these flavors before. I I'm not lying to you guys when I say I have not had a bad flavor. Every single flavor, even I've said this before as well. I'm not a big toffee fan, but I tried the toffee almond and it was delicious. Some other flavors they have, caramel brownie, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, German chocolate, carrot cake. The list goes on and on. Every single one is good. They don't have that disgusting chocolate, chalky energy bar flavor and grit that a lot of these bars have they taste just like a soft candy bar they're excellent and very good for you very low sugar very low in net carbs they're great go to builtbar.com enter the promo code locked on and you get ten dollars off of your next order all right so i have been throwing out some nhl prospects Pretty much across the board, guys that I I hope will fall to the Avalanche or could fall to the Avalanche. Maybe some are pipe dreams. Uh, And some guys that should be in their wheelhouse of when they're picking at 25. And some guys that maybe they stretch for because they don't have a second round pick. 
Uh, so today I figured we would kind of go around to a handful of websites and see what some of the uh, you know experts from hockey websites around the web think. So I think all of these, with the exception of one, have been updated because, as we said yesterday, the Capitals and Avalanche switched picks, not because of a trade, because hockey put in a different format where it's based on points percentage and not division winners. If that was the case, Colorado would have stayed at 24, but they didn't, and they are now at 25, so... I think if you've listened to the show, you know guys that I like and hope that Colorado takes. Um, so I think it'll be kind of interesting to see. And I'll read. I'll, I will read just Washington, who these people at these websites have uh, have them selecting, and if that is a guy that I hoped Colorado could take. So the first one is uh, the Athletic. Big fan of the Athletic and the reporting. Uh, they have Colorado picking Justin Barron. Uh, he is a defender from the QMJHL. And he even says in here, I'll read what his, his blurb is here. He goes, Greg Barron, Brisson, and Swedish winger Noel Gunler, who I do not want them to take, uh, are the names I've heard speculated to Colorado. I realize giving them a defenseman seems slightly illogical with Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram, Sam Gerrard in the system, but I am more confident in Barron going around this range than Gunler. <clears throat> that I agree with about Baron going in that range than Gunler. Gunler will get to him. Um, we'll get to him in a minute. So I don't mind Justin Barron. I just don't know if the Avalanche are going to go the defensive route. If you listen to Locked on NHL that I did with Adam Denker, he asked me what's to look for in the first round, and I said people reaching for defenders because defenders are not – the, the offense in the the drafts, especially the first round, is top to bottom. Defenders, not so much, with the exception of the top two. And I think guys are going to reach for defenders. I don't think Barron is going to be there. I think he is going to be taken earlier because guys are going to want some defenders and get them while they last. So I don't think Barron will be there, but you never know. If he's there, do, do you do it? Do you take another defender in this draft? That's a big question. I lean in the first round. I lean towards no. I think you you've done your your work on the defensive end, so I think you shy away from that. But if they were to do it, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world. So um, that's who the athletic has them picking. And Washington Capitals, they have uh, the Capitals selecting Ridley Gregg. So not somebody that I really thought the Avalanche would take. Going over to Sports Illustrated. They have Colorado selecting Noel Gundler. He is probably the most polarizing player in this draft. Talent like you can't imagine. An attitude like you can't imagine. Uh, there has been times where people have said he has just taken games off. Not a shift or a period. Games. Uh, apparently he has, you know, he has this just this attitude about him that a lot of people shy away from i don't think that's colorado avalanche material if you ask me so they they sports illustrated uh, hockey news has them taking gunler and what they say about him where okay the abs are in such a great spot right now that they can take a bit of a chance on gunler they can take a bit of a, a chance sure on this guy I, I don't know so much a great scorer 
who uses his speed and shot to make things happen. He's been tagged as immature by some and been snubbed for some national teams, but NHL scouts believe the problem is overblown. Okay, if you believe it's overblown, then you believe it's overblown, and there's always going to be somebody who wants a guy like this. He's going to be taken in the first round, and if he can kind of shape up, you got a great player. Uh, I don't think the Avalanche want to go through that. I think they want it, they want guys that are, uh, you know, kind of mature right off the bat, and they don't want to have to play daddy to any of these or mommy to any of these guys. Uh, they they that that's not the Avalanche job. <laughs> Their job is to make hockey players and build up the hockey players, not build up character, in my opinion. So I stay away from Gunler. Now, Washington Capitals, who do they have taking? Uh, Sports Illustrated has Washington taking the guy that I want Colorado to take in J.J. Paterka. So could this swap 24-25 be the doom of that? According to Sports Illustrated, possibly. Uh, Moving over to the, where are we, the hockey writers? Okay, they still have Colorado at 24. So uh, we'll... Just assume they would probably not change this either way. I don't think they will because the pick that they have is a reach. So much so that I haven't done any scouting on this guy. I can't... His name is very difficult to pronounce. It's Marat, and his last name is Kuchnadinov. Kuchnadinov. I apologize. Um... And his ranking in the ranking book that I have is 48. So almost double where the Avalanche are picking at 25. What he says, I think Colorado Avalanche swing for the fences in the first round, selecting Russian center Murat and his last name. I apologize. Uh, The Avs have enough center depth to uh, to last them three or four years as he develops overseas. Style-wise, he is exactly the type of player that the Avs head coach Jared Bednar loves. He is aggressive at both ends of the ice, transitions well, has great vision down the ice, and uses his high hockey IQ creatively. Obviously, he's not at his level yet, but his stick handling and ability to confuse opponents remind me a lot of Pavel Datsuk. Uh, He'll become an instant fan favorite. Okay, I mean, all of that sounds good, um, but... If that's where he's rated, maybe this is something where the Avalanche trade down, pick up a second round pick. Maybe and I keep going to Ottawa. Maybe trade down with Ottawa, pick up a second round pick, and then take him in the second round. And then you double dipped and you got two for one type of thing. So uh, he, I, I'll look into him more. Uh, but it sounds like he's obviously a, a you know offensive minded player and has good hockey sense. So, we'll see. Um, for what it's worth, they have the Capitals at 25 now, taking Jacob Peralt, which I like him. We'll get to him later, too. Uh, moving over to Mile High Hockey, they have the Avs taking... This one, was, this one came out before uh, they switched, so they still have him at 25, or excuse me, 24. Uh, they haven't taken Lucas Reichel, and I think that's maybe a consensus on on who a lot of people think the Avalanche are going to take. So they write the third player taken from Germany. Reichel worked his way to the top six role while playing in the in the Dell Pro League, 
at 17 years old. He is quick on his feet and is solid in both offensive and defensive zones. His most valuable asset is his shots and ability to use it in high-danger areas. He will need a bit of time to really round out his game before making it to the NHL. But it's easy to see Reichel taking his talents uh, to the Eagles in the 2021 season in a similar development path as Martin Kaut. I've read up on Eichel, and the one thing that everybody talks about is his shot. They say his slap shot is uh, something to behold. So that pick, I think, is very, very feasible. I think Reichel going even 25 to the Avalanche is definitely something that they could happen. that could happen. I think he is high on their board. That is for sure. For what it's worth, Capitals at 25, Jan Misak. Um, would definitely like to see him in an Avalanche sweater as well. Moving over, we got two more here. Uh, we are at my NHL draft. They have the Avalanche taking uh, Peralt. So uh, yeah, I, I I like I like Peralt. Um, he let's see, I, I had his stats up here. He had uh, sixty nine goals. It was the last two seasons that he had that. Uh, a really good offensive player. He has a lot of creativity on the offensive end. I would not mind that pick whatsoever. Um, 25. This was, again, 24 is Avalanche. 25, J.J. Paterka going to the Capitals. So if you're switching those picks and and you bump up uh, the Capitals 24, do they still take Paterka and annoy me? Probably Last one we're going to is Tankathon, and Tankathon um, has okay. Just because I just brought this up, Gunler, the guy that I'm really skeptical on, they this Tankathon has him going 17 to Chicago, so that tells you his level of you know uh, skill. But I just don't think he he's not he's not for Colorado. So Tankathon has the Capitals taking uh, Jan Misak, and they have finally smartened up and given J.J. Paterka to the Colorado Avalanche. I just like his motor. He, he's a, he's very good offensive uh, talent. He, he can score from anywhere. He's quick, and he doesn't stop. Watch game film of this guy, and you'll be like, man, is this just different games, or is he like, no, he goes and goes and goes. So, I don't know. I, I, I just get a gut feeling that they're not going to pick him. That's who I would just like them to pick. Who I think they will take, if Reichel is there, I think they go with Reichel. But what's the one thing that you saw on all those websites? Everybody has something different. You have no idea where this draft is going. And all, I mean, what did I go through? Six sites, and they all have the Avalanche picking a different player. So it is going to be uh, entertainment to the max and must-watch TV. So we'll see right around the corner. Can't wait for that. All right, we're going to take one little quick little break and then come back with uh, Philip Grubauer's grade. And one last thing to get to, Mr. Philip Grubauer getting his grade for the 2019-2020 season. Another player that you have to grade maybe in two different seasons and take injuries into account. Uh, the people of Twitter, I'm bringing it up right now. Um, th- th- this was, this was not really close. Um, 4%, 0% said D 4% said C 21% said a, 
and an overwhelming 75% said B. So if we want to go over his stats pretty quickly, 36 games played. He went 18, 12, and 4. Not the best record. You'd like to see that increase a little bit, but uh, 0.916 save percentage, 2.63 goals against, two shutouts, 17 quality starts. So I, I'm, I like Philip Grubauer. Do I think he's the long-term answer for Colorado? I, I'm on the fence with that. I need to see more. And I don't want to have that as like a cop-out answer, but I think uh, I will know a lot more after this season. If he can finish this season and he has a good season, uh, he, he's, he's, put enough, he's put enough games together, good games together, where if he puts a, f- a full season together, you can have some confidence in him beyond that. If he has another injury-plagued season, maybe that's just who he is. Maybe he is, is just a goalie that just gets injured and... Maybe it's not really his fault. It's it's a rough position to play. It's a tough sport to play. But uh, if he has another injury-filled season, then I think you start looking maybe at other options. Uh, because we don't really know if Grubauer is built for this. He's never done it. Colorado traded for him, and they they had the intention of making him the starter, and they have. And when he can stay healthy and he can perform, he's performed very well. He's performed admirably. Um, we just all know that his issue is staying healthy. So next year will be a very, very big year for Philip Grubauer. It, it, it'll be kind of maybe like his uh, the, the season he can hang his hat on and say, that's when I arrived. That's when this team you know, gave me the keys to the car and you know, I, I put them on my back and I carried them because if he can if he can do that, we know what the offense can do, and we know they have a good defense. And that defense is going to continue to improve. The one liability on the Avalanche is the goalie, and in being the liability is we just don't know. Nothing is set. So, uh, for me, I I man, I am on the fence of a C plus B minus for Philip Grubauer because uh, I, I feel like he had a, a good regular season. I think the you know he's another player because of his postseason and, and just getting hurt. I mean, he was playing okay. He was playing well in the postseason. Um, but just getting hurt again uh, really kind of soured me. So maybe C-plus is a little too rough, so I'll go B-minus B- with Philip Grubauer and uh, give him another shot. And, and, I, and, I, and I do have confidence in him. I really do. I think if he can overcome these injuries, I think he could be a very, very good goalie for this team going forward. But he doesn't have a lot of time to prove it. So that's Philip Grubauer's grade. B minus from me. B from the people of Twitter. Uh, who do we have? Who's our next one up? Let me check our roster alphabetically. All right. Uh, well, we're not going to do Michael Hutchinson. That's not fair. Um, I don't think it is. I think I played, you know, a couple games and I, I, it's very small sample size. So I don't think, I, I don't want, we're not going to do a poll on Hutchinson. Uh, so we're going to skip him and go right to Eric Johnson. So the Condor himself is up next. That poll will be going up over the weekend. So just follow on Twitter, L O P N underscore avalanche. 
and uh, vote when it comes up and comment. Let me get to the comments. I'm sorry about that. I didn't I didn't get to the comments. So uh, I just got one from Lothar, and he said, my fellow German countryman, Philip Grubauer, he had a solid season, unfortunately, where his two injuries in the regular season and the playoffs, I believe he will continue to be our number one goalie and gets a B-plus from me. I can't argue that. That's all... It's all true, and I, I, I'm on his I'm on his side too. I root for him. I think he could be a very good goalie for this team. So uh, we are on the same page there. So that's going to be it, everybody. So go to Twitter. That'll be up uh, sometime on Saturday for voting for Eric Johnson. And you vote for um, throughout the week. Comment. I'll read the comments on the air, and uh, we'll get his grade for Monday, and then prepare for the draft the following day. So. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Definitely check out Locked On NHL for everything going on around the league. And uh, have a good have a good weekend. We'll see you guys Monday. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.